Welcome to the VBCOA podcast, a Building Code Geeks podcast. I'm your host, the education chair, Ms. Christina Jackson, and with me today is Mr. Mike Utsi, Hanover County Assistant Chief Building Official and the VBCOA President. How are you doing, Mike? Good afternoon, Christina. I'm doing well. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mike, tell me about yourself and how long you've been in the code profession. So I started in the code profession in 2006 as a combination resident, residential inspector in New Kent. And from there, I came to Hanover County, my first stint here as a plans reviewer and went on, was here for almost six years or so, went on to building, being the building official in King and Queen, and then did a little stint over in Chesterfield as the head of the residential plan review department there before coming back to hand over to be the assistant chief building official. So 16 years in code enforcement. So how did you get involved in a job like this, Mike? I got involved because like a lot of people, I got tired of crawling under houses. I was a working for a framing contractor, uh, had been doing construction for quite a few years and needed something a little bit more steady because I was married at the time and starting getting getting ready to have my first child. So in what I was doing construction wise was a lot of weather dependent. You know, if it rains, you didn't work. Right. But daycare still costs money. That's right. They still (laughs) want their money. Um, So how did you get involved in the locality though? Like, so was it because you had interactions with the code official and they were positive or negative that you decided like "Mm, this might be a profession that i can look into so i i got into the code enforcement world because you know we got tired you know tired of crawling other houses but in in looking at it this was a career path that i really enjoyed it it worked well with my past experience in the in the marine corps you know attention to detail rules and regulations and that way you know the building code we're here for the health safety and welfare of the public and we have rules and regulations and it really kind of fit my little niche that i that i like to do so that's that's how i I got started in code you know the reason i wanted to get into code enforcement so was there a job available in in the locality that was close to you and that then you were like well let me go ahead and apply and see what happens see if i meet the qualifications Yes. So I lived in New Kent at the time and there was a building inspector position open there. So I applied for it. And like most contractors, you know, a little bit about codes and inspectors um, that, you know, once once I was awarded the job there, then you realize it's a, it's a little bit different world that you're getting into. But I really enjoyed it. And, you know, in a few few short years kind of outgrew where I was. You know, because you're always looking for the. I'm always looking for the next next level. Where can I go next level? And in you know, unfortunately, in New Kent, while I had you know it was a great time there, um, the moving up the career ladder positions were limited, and that's where I transferred over to Hanover the first time. And then Hanover provided you those opportunities that you were looking for. Or did Correct. you get it hooked up with a mentor that sort of maybe helped you get uh, in the position that you wanted to be and to where you're at now? So one of the reasons I I applied at Hanover originally was it offered a 
different position as a plans reviewer, but also part of uh, part of they were part of VBCOA Region Seven, which New Kent was also, and talking to some of the staff at the meetings and, and networking there and working with and, and you know being on committees with folks from Hanover. Um, their their building official at the time, Richard Bartell, was one of my mentors, got me involved a lot into the VBCOA process and ICC process. He was very active in that and instilled that in me, in which I try to, obviously, I've stayed with it as the president of VBCOA, but also um, the current chairman for ICC Region 7. So I try to get folks involved also and as a, I think it's a great thing that we're doing these podcasts to try to get folks involved that may not know what we're all about but hey you know get if you if you're curious ask us some questions we love to talk about the code that's right that's why we're building code geeks there you go <laughs> so do you like your job I do I really enjoy my job um the position I have now I'm not out in the field as much as I used to be. I do a little bit more with staff issues, um, but what I do like is I still get those those phone calls from customers who had hired folks that and they never got permits. The homeowner doesn't know when permits are required, but help them through the process to get their issues resolved and make sure they have a safe code compliant work done and completed. So it's rewarding to see the end result that the people are living in a co-compliant, safe, well-built, you know, structure, whether it be something that they work in or live in or use every day. Um, it, it's just rewarding in that way. Is that what you're saying? It, it is. And one of the things that we used to do when, when I had my first run here at Hanover that we used to have the eighth grade middle school classes come in and do local government tours. And one of the questions that kids would always ask is when they would come in and talk to me is, well, what do you guys do? And I was like, well, when you go into a restaurant or you go into a mall or a movie theater, do you worry about that falling in on your head? And they're like, no, I don't think about that. And I said, that's what we do. That's right. And, and then, you know, you, you slowly realize to try to get them interested in what we do, you have to find what they're interested in. So with me laying out a set of house plans for them to look at, they don't care. But also here we have King's Dominion and we do the King's Dominion inspections of the roller coasters and everything. You lay out a roller coaster or the drop tower or something they're familiar with, you get their attention and then you can talk to them a little bit about what we do and then start where they're excited and then move into the other things that we do, like swimming pools and hotels and all that. That's a great point, Mike. It's all about meeting people at their interest points. And I think that's a great way that you all in Hanover County are meeting future co-enforcement personnel or co-professionals at, at where they're at and getting them excited about getting in our line of work, um, especially considering that, you know, there are a lot of us that have been in the co-profession a while are starting to see a lot of people, you know, retire and leave the co-profession. And so how, what else is a passion of yours as far as VBCOA and where you see VBCOA taking maybe ideas like yours and 
uh, creating those conversations with future co-generations or colleges and universities with students who are people transitioning out of the military even uh, looking to for their next career field. Well, with the BCOA, we have the high school technical training program and slash the technical training program, depending on if we're talking to high school or uh, trade schools or whatever. We're always trying to approach schools and get get them involved. We, you know, we are a valuable resource to them. I know in VBCOA Region 7, we had taught some classes years back to home inspectors and raised some money, but we we're using that money that we raised to offer $500 scholarships to schools to help them get started. Um, we would like to see more schools involved, you know, but it's hard to work with the superintendent, especially, you know, we had a little, the COVID spout and everything like that that made things a little bit rough. And I know Kyle and Jamie are getting back on that and, you know, hopefully we're progressing on there. The other thing that I like to do is is talk to some of the younger folks that are on the job sites who only may have been there a year or two and try to get those folks involved in the code enforcement because you hit on it. You know, when we were in seven, eight, nine years, you know, in our code enforcement experience, the big thing was in 15 years, 80% of our code officials and inspectors were going to retire. And if you look around the rooms now when we go to conferences, that's pretty much true. There's a lot of faces that are not there now than when you and I first started. So we have to look at a way to 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 get more folks in here that are going to be around in 10 or 15 years. Excellent point, Mike. So talk about VBCOA, how you got started in VBCOA to where it has propelled you and what it has done for you professionally. And, you know, we talk, we say VBCOA, but we probably need to let our listeners know the acronym and what it stands for um, and things of that matter. So go ahead and talk to me about VBCOA, uh, the impact it's had on you in your career and where you're at now with VBCOA as an organization. So VBCOA, which is the short version of the Virginia Building and Code Officials Association, we've been around over 90 plus years. Uh, you know, it's, so it's been a long-standing organization that we've had. My involvement in VBCOA started when I was in New Kent at the local region level. And, you know, that's where most folks get involved first. They go to those region meetings. Then I was on the public information committee for a short period of time. And then I took over as region chair. So each one of those had progressed up. And then after a couple years of region chair, I was asked by you know, uh, president at the time, David Bean, to be the education chair and spent a couple of years as education chair and did a few things. We did the the um, home inspector classes that, you know, DPOR required and everything like that. And then it, it led on to where I'm at now currently as the president. But one of the biggest things I had when I was a region chair and one of the reasons I ran for sergeant at arms, um, you know, when I did, is there was some stuff that went on in a meeting that I, I didn't like how it happened. And I talked to my mentor, you know, Richard Bartell, who was a past president. And he said, the only way you're going to be able to change what you don't like is to get involved. And from that, you know, at that point, I ran for sergeant at arms and it took a couple runs at it, but made it on through there. And now 
as president, you're, you're, you're tasked with a lot of different things. I've uh, been to DACD meetings here recently to speak on behalf of the organization. Um, you know, we have DPOR stuff where we go and speak on. So the biggest thing to get out of an organization like this is the networking. Because I had done time at a one man shop. And if you don't, if you don't have a network of people to rely on, it makes your job a lot harder. If I can pick up the phone and call you and you can help me through an answer or work through an answer, then everybody's better off. I learn from it. You learn from it. And, you know, the, the, the citizen, it helps them in the long run. We're not delaying them, but we're also making sure they meet the minimum requirements of the code. So how did that prepare you? What what did you see that was encouraging within the organization to continue on with being sergeant of arms to the second vice president, the first vice president, now to president of VBCOA? So what kept me involved in it was the leaders that we had at the time and, you know, my mentors. And, you know, I say Richard Bartell was my main mentor, but I have folks that are still active in the organization like Sean Farrell that always helps me out every time I call Greg Fields, Pete Mensinger, those folks. Those are the guys and gals that, you know, that are in the organization that that make you want to stay involved. Their passion for it gives you a passion for it. So that's that's what, you know, made me want to when you get into Sergeant at Arms, you're you're pretty much committing five years to the organization. And the other thing that you look look at is when before I got involved in the officer corps is when you go to the ICC hearings, when you have folks that come up and, and they're trying to persuade, a, you know, votes one way or another of like, hey, vote for me or vote against this. They always reach out to VBCOA because Virginia is has a very strong standing in the code change world. And that that is through past leadership and that's that's what I want to continue as president. I want to make sure we have that leadership and I can pass that leadership on to John Broughton, who who follows me and then Michelle and Jason and on that way and always be there for them as a past president, like my past presidents have been for us. It's all about making sure that we stay as strong a, as an organization as we can. That's great. That's great. That's very encouraging. I hope our listeners you know, understand that, you know, the passion that we have for what we do is what we're trying to pass along and encourage others to be a part of. Um, so how do you see technology evolving VBCOA? Well, this right here is one way technology is helping VBCOA. Uh, you know, we have different ways to to get our, our message out, um, to get people interested. Um, one thing that I have liked that has really helped our organization grow is there are virtual meetings that we have, especially at the at the region level. You know, we have those virtual meetings and a lot of times attendance has doubled, if not tripled. And so all those extra people that are sitting there and you have your face on the camera, you're still networking. You still have a contact now. Um, you know, technology has been has been great there and Something here in our local office that we had started recently doing is we went all online plan submittals. You know, so we give that option. We do online plan review. We have my inspectors have tablets, as do a lot of localities. 
So you can I can email you a result right there. That saves a lot of paper that we have to buy. Saves a lot of trees at the end of the year. You know, so that's correct. <laughs> yeah. So technology does does come in handy a lot. So where do you see VBCOA within the next year? Uh, as you are serving as president for VBCOA, where do you see VBCOA in the next year evolving? I don't know that we're really going to evolve too much over the year period. We're always going to strive to be the best organization we can and use whatever resources are available to us. Um, like I said, we're we're a 90 plus year organization, so it's obvious that that we can evolve to the times. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping is is all presidents probably have under their leadership that we can reach out to people to get their to gain their interest in and in build our membership up because the more members we have, the stronger we are, the better it is for everybody's community. What is your advice to future co-professionals? Ask questions. That's the one thing. Do not if if when you start out in code enforcement world, no matter what you think you know, you you need to ask questions. There are folks that have been there a long time, and just because you ask a question doesn't mean you don't know. You may have been taught to look at something by a seasoned inspector one way, and you ask a question about a different way. It may change the way everybody looks at it. Uh, there there are some sections of the code that you go back and read now that you've been enforcing for 10 years. You know, you're never always right 100% of the time. So the biggest thing is what you have to do is you ask the questions at your, at your level there, but ask to be involved in organizations. VBSCOA is a wonderful organization to network in. That's the biggest, the biggest advantage to any of our, our meetings and conferences. It gives you another face or two to rely on that, that will help you. And everybody I've ever reached out to has always been more than grateful to help. And I'm the same way. I tell everybody, call me. I don't care if it's a question in my locality or another locality. I will try to help you understand it. And that's great to know. I'm glad that VBCOA is headed in the right direction. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you taking the time to answer my questions and interview and talk about the importance of an organization like VBCOA, getting involved. Uh, being a part of your community and the codes and how it's going to shape what your community looks like is being involved in organizations like ours and becoming a code professional. So thank you, Mike. Thank you. That has been a VBCOA podcast. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like, subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts. Leave us a comment. If you need to get in contact with us at the VBCOA podcast, please visit our website at vbcoa.org. Go to the contact tab and in the information in the subject field, put VBCOA podcast. And we'll be sure to answer your question right away. Or even if you want to be a guest or a sponsor to one of our podcasts. Again, this is Christina Jackson, your host. And this has been a VBCOA podcast, a Building Code Geeks podcast.